0: It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. Still a whole lot of theater going on around, not just the community, but around all sorts of different parts of Illinois, around the country as well. And so it's been a while since I talked with Coalescence Theater Project, but they have been doing shows this whole time through the pandemic, and their most recent show is Requiem for a Brother. I am talking with the director and the playwright of this production, Paul and Kim. How are you guys?
1: Good,
0: thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. So, uh, Kim, I want to ask you about the uh, about this about this show. You are the playwright, and yes. um, from what I've seen, this is a bit um, kind of a, a take on Antigone. What is the show all about?
2: It is a take on Antigone. It's uh, it's a play that has fascinated me for a long time, uh, Antigone, and I discovered that that uh, it's one of the most adapted one of the most adapted. Uh, uh, Plays from the Greek theatre, and so I, I uh, a couple of things happened in the last few years that uh, prompted me to try this adaptation. There was a uh, a Muslim woman called Hoda Mutana who had uh, left the U.S. and got involved with uh, you know ISIS, etc. And uh, as as had happened in 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 several places around the world, including in Britain, there was a Begum Shemaima who did that. They were not allowed to return to their country of origin. And the, the Trump administration refused to allow Hoda to come in, even though she was willing to come and uh, uh, knew she would have to stand trial, etc. But uh, so it gave me the idea of, uh, what the, of, of, of adapting a play among uh, from a Muslim American uh, family in at odds with the Trump administration because of course Trump's favorite whipping boy boys have been the Muslim community as well as you know the uh, uh, other communities of color. And uh, so in this version, I uh, I found a hook that could tie me or tie the story into the Antigone myth.
0: All right, and um, I guess without giving too much, away, I can give give
2: as much as you
0: want. It's all right. Okay, all right, sorry. Right. So, so um, how, so the story of Antigone, it is, uh, for a lot of theater people and for even some uh, casual theater goers, probably know the story of Antigone either read it or maybe saw a production. Right. But um, and so a lot of people may be familiar with the story. But uh, for those who aren't, you know, brief, uh, sort of uh, what goes on, um like a proper burial and everything like that. But how, how does, uh, how does Requiem for a Brother, um, how is, uh, what are the similarities and maybe some also some differences?
2: of uh, Well, the, the, words. the, the um, uh, the premise of Requiem for a Brother is, uh, uh, about a young Muslim lad who's been radicalized by, uh, ISIS. So he, first of all, he faced a lot of, uh, uh, discrimination. Young, he was a young man whose father uh, was killed by a group of white supremacists, and mm-hmm. and uh, while uh, while trying to protect their mother. And uh, after he was killed, the uh, the brother. You know, he he was morose and sullen and living in his in his room, mostly with his laptop. And it's one of the ways that ISIS uh, obviously radicalized people, you know, it was easy to do it that way. So he left the country and he, he preached jihad against America. What's interesting, of course, is at this point, this is a place set in 2019. Of course, the ISIS by that time is uh, it's just a ragtag group of people. They're mostly destroyed. But he wants to come back. And uh, he knows he will stand trial and he's willing to stand trial. But the governor of the state, I don't mention the state, but the governor of the state will not let him come back. And so because he's left hanging in the wind uh, at the Jordanian Syrian border, he gets killed by the same ISIS people he was trying to escape from and run away. Now, the premise of the story is that his sister, Nazneen, who is the Antigone character, wants to bring him home for a burial. And uh, the the governor says no, because he's being, of course, uh, in his ear are uh, uh, all his white supremacist supporters. And uh, so I have two choruses in this play. One is a chorus of white supremacist men and the other is a chorus of uh, uh, women of color who are supporting Antigone. So it's this battle between the two. So it's, of course, it's always the battle between... The, the, the ancient myth of, uh, of Antigone is the battle between uh, the state and, the, and, and religion and the law, the law of God and the law of man. And that's uh, what is at at play over here as well. In the original myth, uh, two brothers of Oedipus uh, fought on either side of Thebes. One fought against Thebes, and one fought for Thebes, which is the land of Oedipus. And uh, they were both killed. Well, the brother who fought against Thebes has been left. To rot in the fields without a burial, not being buried was, is a, was was a terrible thing to happen because you're you're not guaranteed passage into the next life. So his sister Antigone goes out in the middle of the night and covers the body with uh, with dirt, and she's warned to, uh, about doing that by Creon the king, but she does it anyway again, and then she's uh, she's sent away to be to be imprisoned. She's actually walled up in a tomb and uh, ends up killing herself, hanging herself. The complication to the story of, of course, is that um, her her boyfriend, her lover is the son of Creon. And so in, in my adaptation, the boyfriend of Nazneen is the son of the governor. And so there's a conflict between the governor and his son, the governor Nazneen and uh, the Muslim American, uh, Family, if you want, but it's it's only it's only uh, a threadbare sense of the Muslim family when they don't delve into that. They just use as as part of this conflict,
0: right? <laughs> That's super that's that is so interesting. that's great because we' I was talking the other day um, with somebody about how there's there are all these stories that take um, that take place um, and, and in this case Antigone in its original setting long, long time ago, but there are so many relationships that these characters have with each other and how they interact with their environment that you really can put them almost in any setting any it was, it's
2: very, you're quite right because it's very interesting. what happened was in Vichy, France, there was a playwright called Jean Anouy who uh, who wrote his own adaptation of Antigone, and uh, actually the Nazis allowed the play to take place because they empathized with Creon, mm. and the resistance empathized with Antigone. Oh. And what's interesting about the play you try to make is, is, I mean, Creon has a point; the governor has a point. You can't just flout his authority, otherwise there'll be chaos, right? So both sides have a point but ultimately the laws of God the laws of religion hold sway because they're ancient and in some ways immutable because they come to us from from on high if you wish.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's very very interesting. Yes. And Paul, uh, I want to uh, talk to you for a second about the uh, about the show as well as since you are the director um uh how did um uh how have rehearsals uh been going and how and how have you guys been doing them? Because I know in the past uh the one of the shows I talked about with uh Coalescence Theater Project, they were live streaming it, but it was uh an in like an in-person production, it wasn't uh as much virtual. So how are you guys uh doing this show? Uh that's funny to
1: ask about so rehearsals. Rehearsals I haven't actually started yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we're doing a, a sort of hybrid model um, where part of it will be recorded and part of it will be live. Okay. Um, but we'll be rec- we're recording the choral bits as uh, as Kim had talked about, and then the actors that be recording. we will be playing live today. All
0: right. Very cool. So that's and I believe that's similar to how the uh, the other show I talked to you guys about was going. So so have you guys um have you guys cast the show yet? Are you still holding auditions?
1: Nope, we have a cast. We have uh, we have we're right now. We're working on the coral bits. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, my cat's in the background. Oh, sorry.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picking that up. Um, but the uh, rehearsals will start next week, and we have the cast all set up, and they're a great group of people, and they're very helpful, and they've been. It's been wonderful. They've offered their time.
0: Great. That's awesome. So, so what drew you to this, uh, to this production? Where you um. Um, wh- wh- Where did you first hear about it, um, or did you read it? Did Kim bring it to you? How did this, uh, this collaboration with you guys doing the show uh, get started?
1: Uh, well, I was, I was asked uh, to, to, to handle the directing for this. I've worked with him a bit. Um, I'm an MFA student at uh, I'm, yeah, MFA student at uh, ISU right now. And unfortunately, I never had a class with him, but I hear it's awesome. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, let <laughs> we have had a couple of conversations in classes and work together. So it was, I was really happy to work with him on this. And I really like the Antigone story. And um, I have some personal uh, connections to this to this idea as well. This, this uh, the whole, the themes of moral ambiguity, you know, as Kim said, there is a sort of point on either side. And this question of what what do you take with you when you die? Problems uh, go away and you should be treated with dignity and respect. That kind of, that's a question I like exploring as well as uh, just the transposing to the modern time period that was really interesting
2: and so yeah also this also this uh the the first iteration of this play the first draft of this play was uh was given to paul's class they were he was taking a class on adaptations how do you adapt plays etc and mm-hmm. so the uh the teacher the professor of the class asked me if i would uh, give them my Version of been taken because he knew I had started working on it, and uh, we discussed in class. So Paul actually saw the first uh, draft of it, he and his class, and then we had a discussion. And then later, I started to hone it and and, and make a better version and, and new add a, a new draft. And then the same professor uh, who's in uh, Vietnam, who's working with me as a dramaturg, he suggested we asked Paul to direct it and I was all over that. So it was great because I've seen Paul's work as well.
0: Great. Well, this is awesome. So, so Requiem for a Brother, when does it premiere and how are people able to get their tickets and watch?
2: Paul, you want to take that? <laughs>
1: um, as for tickets, uh, Kim, do you want to handle that? Cause.
2: Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be streamed uh, live on Facebook okay. and uh, YouTube and it will be coalescence theater projects page so it'll just be a live stream you could just get onto that page and uh, and they will and it and will direct you there and it will be on the 23rd 24th and 25th of april at 7:30 p.m.
0: all right so that is 7:30 p.m the 23rd, 24th, 24th and 25th. Correct. On Coalescence's Facebook page and so streaming <laughs> so that'll be free then. People can just yes, go it and be free. Watch Yes,
2: it. it will be free. Wonderful. So you, can, you can patch in from from anywhere.
0: All right, great. Well, that is going to be wonderful you guys. That is Requiem for a Brother. And that is on Coalescence Face Coalescence Theater Projects Facebook page. You can watch it at 7:30 on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of April. Uh, Paul, Kim, thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully we'll be talking again sometime in the future.
2: You're welcome, Kevin. It was very nice of you to do this. It's we'll nice. Thank home. you. Good to, good thank to you. Paul as well. Thank you guys. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY.